Welcome. It's Friday and that can only mean one thing. It's the wrap up. You're here with Johnny from Team Superdad. And if you've not joined us before, well, then this is basically how we celebrate the end of the week. My good friend Glenn will be joining us in just a moment. And apart from that, get comfy, get yourself a beer because this is the wrap up. Welcome to Team Super Dad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad. Glenn, good evening. How are you, sir? Good to be back, Johnny. Good to welcome you back to the land of the living after you celebrated your birthday in debauched style, no doubt. Yes, actually, as far as 47 years worth of birthdays go, it was quite debauched, actually, uh, which was which was good. Um, <laughs> getting drunk with your kids is always funny. Uh, <laughs> your kids and, were hammered. Yeah, yeah. I gave them a few beers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, getting drunk uh, in the company of my children. <laughs> I'll, I'll share with you uh, in just a moment exactly how that went. But uh, yeah. Suffice to say, I'm not very good at Yahtzee uh, (laughs) (laughs) or not post beers. So, yeah, anybody who's joining us for the first time, welcome. It's good to have you along. And for people that are coming back, bloody good to see you again. The wrap up is our Friday night adventure uh, as part of Team Superdad, a community of motivated men, dads creating their best lives ever. Uh, We focus on the areas of focus, fitness, finance, family and fun so that you really can uh, have it all, you know. (laughs) You can effing have it. You can effing have it. Um, Wherever you're joining us from, you're welcome. We have a lot of people watching on the live and, and actually a lot of people who watch the live session afterwards aka the replay so if you're watching the replay then give us a little hashtag replay if you're watching the live though that means you can chit chat and say hello so if you're if you're hearing me say this right now then give us a comment and uh, we'll bring you into the into uh, uh, the show you can ask glenn or i a question could be a, a hot in the 90s question uh, could be really anything that's not too intellectually challenging speaking for myself of of course um uh, Glenn, on the other hand, is very, very worldly. and uh, has <laughs> but, he, but he's uh, recovering after a long old week. So uh, my brain isn't maybe at an optimal working temperature. <laughs> okay, so whatever the question is, I'll, I'll give you a timer. I'll really put the pressure on. Uh, so, yeah, please share this. You know, if you are watching now as well, let's you know, hit the hit the bell, the button, the like, the, 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 the retweet, the share. Uh, because bringing more dads in uh, to join us is uh, is obviously the desire and the intention. If you listen to the podcast, what that means is subscribe, share it with people you're listening to. Like literally do that little envelope with the arrow thing. Do a share, send it to your brother, your dad, your mates, and just say, listen to this this stupid thing with these two plonkers uh, called Team Super Dad Wrap Up. And yeah, we are in our forties, uh, so a lot of the stuff we talk about is, you know, is it's like almost pre-social media days. Like it's it's the yin and the yang, the the the, the dealing with what it was like then and what it's like now because we've got our kids to bring into the equation and just how we're juggling that and learning that. 
how, how well do you remember those pre-social media days? Because I, uh, social media kind of really hit the scene about 2005, 2006 onwards when YouTube was invented, Facebook came along and so on. Um, it sort of hit its stride in the late 2000s. And by that stage, I'd, I'd, ne- well, I'd never been a single man. I'd, you know, I was with my ex since basically I was 17, 18 years old. Um, and so I don't know what it was like to be a lad pre-social media. I can't even remember that long ago. Whereas you're about, about you're you're a month or two older than me. So uh, how, how do you how did you find it? Well, I was working for Lycos, so I was in the digital space, man. You know, so um, I think I was probably uh, aware of technology and certainly social media mm-hmm. before certain people were. Uh, I didn't get the first iPhone. I think the first iPhone I had was was maybe the iPhone 3, maybe? Yeah, I think I had a 3, 3GS or something like that was my first one. Yeah. I made some random clangor of believing that the Samsung Windows phone was, mm-hmm. was better because it was more open and gave you more freedom. Uh, a friend of mine's wife, hello, Anna, her and I made the same wise decision and were mercilessly mocked. <laughs> for the duration of that tariff like because it was it was pre-android so it was just basically Mm. windows phone absolute gash how how could microsoft as big as it be just so catastrophically just it's it's because they don't it's because they don't keep the control themselves they leave it quite open so other suppliers other demand um, providers can actually tinker and tailor and and kind of make it their own and so it dilutes the control over things and so you're beholden to those suppliers to actually provide the same level of quality service whereas apple fuck me they lock that stuff down so the whole thing is is locked away and tied up and no one can do anything so as long as they keep their standards high it all works um, which is wonderful for, for people who like it and for everyone else who, you know, go off and get an Android. I suppose. But Microsoft's a bit, is a bit shit, really. They bought Skype, mm-hmm. just broke it. <laughs> just, <laughs> it is mad, isn't it? Yeah, they, they, these companies, they just, they, 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 there's some things they do exceptionally well. Um, and then there's other things which just, just, just leave it to someone else, mate. Yeah, just, meanwhile, just Zoom on and just takes the whole thing. Oh, it's mad. When, when this all kicked off, honestly, I hadn't even heard of Zoom. I, you know, I thought it was all going to be Skype and uh, WhatsApp videos and uh, FaceTime and stuff like that. And then Zoom comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden it's just part of the common vernacular. No, well, worse than that, I've been using Zoom since it started. Then they IPO'd and went, right, and I never bought any shares or, or whatever. Oh, what could have been, Johnny? What know, could have been? story of my investing life. But, but back to the social media point, I, I've got some horrific pictures of me at uni off my, <laughs> basically, at raves, at clubs, at, at prey party. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and that was just the, the few pictures that, that exist of that time. You know, that mm. if you've had mobile phones with cameras and social media, um, because I have a raving background, you know, from, from time to time, I'll watch an old raving video on, on YouTube mm. or something it will come around. And it is, it's wild. People like, <laughs> <laughs> like gurning and, 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 and dancing and, and stuff. And, and you think like, if there just been people like ping, 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 mobile, mobile phones and pictures around there. I, I, well, I don't know. 
if you've ever tried to take a photo uh, using a mobile phone when you when you are uh, um, uh, <laughs> of a different mind, then you quite often like even though you're looking at one screen, you can see like three or four. So I'm not sure it would have been that, that easy. But plus, you'd have lost it all the time. The amount of times I lost a lighter, you, you know, <laughs> get through five or six lighters a night. So yeah, there's no way your mobile phone would have would have would have made it through anything more than than a couple of couple of nights out. But um, I can't think when it even in London days when we were living in London and, and having it big after work and stuff. To uh, 1998, 99, 2000 into 2004, still wasn't really any social media then. No, no, not a thing. Yeah, and you'd have to take a separate camera out. Camera phones didn't come around till what two thousand nine, ten, something like that. So my first digital camera was two thousand and one, I think. And I've always mm. taken a lot of pictures. Like I've got literally thousands of photos from old rolls of film. Mm, okay. In photo albums, you know. Uh, some of them, when they started doing them on CD, I got them on CD, so they're digitalized. So then they're like, so they're just like, they, there is a lot of photos I've got. I've got the pro, I've got a problem that it cost me too much money to put them all in the cloud. What? Jesus, how many? Uh, I mean, pretty much at the moment, Google Photos is free for uploads if, as long well, as it's not they, HD. They flipping downgrade all the quality and stuff. I've got nearly two terabyte of, if I put all my digital photos and videos, in the cloud mm. i've got just under two terabyte of of photos and i would be petrified about losing them or breaking it i've got them but so it, it did once i had them on one hard drive once and it failed and i was getting quoted things like uh 1200 pound 1500 mm. pound i ended up paying 700 pounds to have the photos saved off of the hard drive so yeah. now I've got them. I've got them backed up onto some like cheap cloud service, which isn't really a photo service. So they're backed up there. I got them on about four different hard drives. <laughs> on, on the, I've got the last three years on Google Photos as well. And how many times have you looked at them? Uh, I look at them quite a lot, actually. Oh, okay, so you got value out of your seven hundred quid then? Oh, massively. I mean, I, I, that, I, that would be. I couldn't. That would be. That was just history gone. That's that's. Mm. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of photos. A lot of fun. <laughs> good times but yeah nights out like flaming sambukas um i mean oh this this week i've been getting back into nights out um it's you've been in london this week yes yes i have because i've uh, the week before um the only time i went out was to get my covid jab absolutely wiped out the next day and i had my kids and it was horrible i hate it's the first time they've seen me ill um and it was it was not nice i hated it um, which team- with uh, which COVID jab team? Oh, with the AZ Massive. AZ Massive. <laughs> Me too. I can't do that finger snapping thing, but <laughs> AZ Massive as well. Yeah, when, when it comes to that, we'll, we'll take the fires a lot down in the future, forthcoming vaccination wars for sure. Yeah, um, gonna, when they turn us on, we'll be like... <laughs> but it, do, it does... It does mean that um, I, I felt a bit more comfortable going out as well. And yes, you're still masked up and all that sort of stuff. But uh, when I lost my kids uh, to their mum last week, last Friday, um, went out, went out, I spent all day Saturday walking around London with a mate, just wandering around, seeing what was there, going into bars and pubs and restaurants and stuff. And even on then, because it was the two days before the indoors stuff opened up, there was still so much outdoors. It felt like normal. And then was out, um, so I went, uh, had a, a, the most amazing paella on Monday. Tuesday was uh, out for, 
it was just just drinks with friends and going out to a restaurant indoors. Um, ca- yeah, again, catching the last train home. Wednesday, irk drinks, catching the last train home. Thursday, drinks with friends in Walthamstow, catching the last train home. It's, it's got back to that stage. Was it like a walk of shame last train home? Because normally if I'm on the last train home, I'm, I'm, I'm like e- eating chips by the fistful of the McDonald's bag and, and then, and then well, falling asleep with my head on the window. What is it that kind of last train? It was train- fairly, fairly lucky. I mean, I, I, I've, I've developed a fair, uh, fair old immunity, not immunity, but um, you know, I can handle my alcohol fairly well. And so, but there were obvious, when, when on Thursday, um, it was four pint, four pints of nothing, you know, four pints of craft beer or whatever it was. Um, and one of my mates who was out, uh, he's only recently had a kid and he stood up to go to the toilet. And you know, when someone's standing there and they're swaying and they kind of step back because they've lost all their balance and stuff. He, he just couldn't do it. He hasn't drunk for so long. That was it. He was gone after four. It was, <laughs> his night was over. Um, and so, yes, there was a lot of those people on the train. So I, I admit the first, <laughs> the first night on the train home, I did fall asleep, but I woke up, at my stop, literally, as as oh. we pulled in, doors open, shit, oh, this is me, up and get off. Um, that's the closest I came this time round to, to missing my stop. But, God, it feels good. My new office is in London Bridge. Uh, and so it is in the centre of London, which is beautiful. Um, and it means also it's not right near the station. So it's not when I was in Victoria, I'd pull into Victoria, go to the office, and then come home. That was it. It was nothing to it. Whereas if you're somewhere else there's a bit of traveling involved and you feel you're in the city more. And I love it. I absolutely adore. There's something about the gray and it, not in a bad way. It, it just, the color palette of London, it, it, there's something about it, which just calls out to me on a, on an instinctive level. I'm a London boy and there's no other city like it in the world. It's just in, I just love, love it to my very core. Even the, the like the mass gentrification of London, do you, do you miss some of the rough bits? Oh, yeah, I, so I grew up on a little council estate in Walthamstow and um, where I went drink, drinking, it was halfway from the tube station to where I used to live. Now, it used to be outside, uh, so you go past a, a really rough pub, nightclub-y type place over the road to a dodgy kebab shop and you'd be walking past industrial estates and yeah, it wasn't particularly nice. You definitely know where all the alleyways were, you'd know where all the, the big bushes were and you'd, you'd plan your route accordingly. Um, now I walked out of there and there's high rise, expensive blocks of flats. All of the, uh, the kebab areas now are kind of full of craft shops and, and trendy barbers and shit like that. And what used to be an industrial complex where there was like glass blowing and, uh, you know, warehousing and factories and all that sort of stuff. It was this that gutted it, filled it and made it into a brewery um, and it like a beer, beer keller type place of just trend. All the food was fucking vegan food and homemade craft ales and, and everyone in there had a beard. It was that kind of place. <laughs> and it's one of those weird things because this is, I lived literally like less than five minutes walk from it for 30 years. Um, and I think it's one of those things where I, I know I would hate myself, but I fucking loved it. It was so nice. The local pub um, I, they were saying, uh, we shouldn't, oh yeah, yeah, that pub probably let's not go there. And I said, yeah, you're right. Um, cause in my head, it's a crack house. Um, but I said, no, no, it's, um, it's just too many kids um, and m- yummy mummies going, uh, to the crash there. Um, and it's just a bit too trendy. It's like new owners have turned it from crack den into play den. I just, I, I, I don't think I'm ever going to wrap my head around how nice where I used to live now is. And I left there 
my choice. I did not do this. Yes. Whoops. <laughs> I, I don't. I never sat in a crappy pub thinking. I thought well, maybe I did, but you know, like when the carpet, they carpets used to be like paisley carpets. Still would have fag burns in and sort of be mildly soggy from the night before. Like it didn't. Maybe you'd now you'd be grossed out, but it was. It was. I just. No, it was just that there wasn't any alternatives. And so it was just, that's what it is. And so I know one, yeah. my, my most local was uh, one of Sky's top 10 roughest pubs in the country. Um, and there was always, there was a bunch of people who you'd go, whatever pub you were going into, you know, a dozen or, so, or half a dozen around the area um, that you'd walk into. And you just knew if these people were in the pub, it doesn't matter what's gone on, there's going to be a fight. And they could be happy and laughing. And one of them, who looked, it was a massive unit, had a, a hippo's ass for a neck, that sort of muscle face. Um, and he just knew, especially if Spurs had lost, um, at some point in the night, you know that, that scene in Trainspotting where Begbie just picks up a pint glass, throws it over his head. Um, it was, you just know that at some point in the night, no matter how heavy the bar stalls were, he would pick one up and lob it at someone. And you'd just have to try and break it up a little bit and i mean literally he could be swinging his arm i could be literally hanging off of his arm and he wouldn't even notice but it was just that sort of place but that was home that was that was it and most of the time it was lovely and fun and and great and it's not like that anymore in days before pubs had bouncers <laughs> yeah um, although the the nightclub we walked past it's now long since shut um i remember once me and my brother threw a party that was so uh for want of a better word epic uh, we actually hired the bouncers from the nightclub because there was so many people who were, go- who were turning up. So we had the local nightclub bouncers on my front door to keep things under control. Wow. Oh, it was mad. My parents had gone away here for uh, like a, a holiday. And um, and yeah, so we, we had uh, bouncy castles in the garden and fireworks and uh, proper nightclub DJ sets. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was mad. One of those things where it set the bar for parties that we never even got close to achieving ourselves again. But it was just one of those nights that's almost the, the epic moment at the end of a movie. This is what you're working yeah. to. Uh, and then you have to try and clear it up within 24 hours because your parents are coming home. The perfect storm. I had one of those in a, we moved to a house in Streatham Hill and it was the time when I went to Amsterdam mm-hmm. and left my mate with these new housemates that we just met these women and uh and so they had a they had a house we had a house party and oh my gosh it was it was so rare you know kid and, you know that movie kid and play uh he's a uh, house party the movie kid and play house you know uh yeah 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 yeah. it's brilliant old school movie so at one point it was so full up in the house to let more people in to, to open the front door you had to say to everyone move forward and they'd be like <laughs> forward the front door would open you get some more people in and uh, about four o'clock in the morning, I'm standing on our doorstep and the police are there. And uh, it, yes, it had been quite a wild night. And uh, and so I'm I'm laughing, a beer in my hand. I'm laughing. Going, Turn it down. Blimey, you should have been here at one. <laughs> 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 you think this is loud? <laughs> yeah. Good, good times. I don't know. Wouldn't we like to throw a party like that? I bet it'd be shut down within half an hour now, probably. Oh, probably, yeah. And let's be honest, my neighbours would never stand it. They'd be moaning and so on. And it just, but I miss house parties. 
And that's one thing I'm determined at some point in the next 12 months to go to at least one really good house party and just be around people that I don't know or some of them I do when you're standing up talking and everyone's in the kitchen and there's music playing and food and drinks and I just want to do that. Yeah. Well, especially with the Euros coming up. Yeah, no, that's an excuse to do it. And uh, it's not long now, is it? A couple of weeks and it kicks off. Like, twen- like literally 28 days or something crazy. If you're, if you're listening from a different part of the world, the Euros. Uh, Euro 2020. Euro 2020 with a 12-month blip delay. It's a football tournament. Uh, funnily enough, between teams from Europe, national teams from between Europe. And uh, it's actually better than the World Cup because the standard is a little bit... Uh, there's less crap teams. Obviously, we don't have the South Americans, which is a shame. Um, but it is a bit more exciting, I think, than the World Cup, personally, until you get to the later stages of the World Cup. Did you see on the news today some, some Saudi Arabians, right? <laughs> Why are the Saudi Arabians suddenly like sports experts? Some random Saudi Arabian dude or, or gang uh, has made a proposal to FIFA that the World Cup be every two years. <laughs> yeah that's what i mean like like as if they like as if there's nothing else happening in the footballing calendar and they've just come up with this good idea to put it every two years yeah so you got the world cup every four years the euros every four years but it's it's uh what's, what's the, it kind of hot leapfrogs each other so every two years there's a major international tournament yeah. so every other year the players and coaches actually get a rest for the summer but then every other year they're back into international tournament mode that's going to be brilliant uh Normally, normally the whole of England and this year Wales and Scotland are in it. So the whole of Britain, just as we're coming out of lockdown, is going to go into Euro 2020 in brackets one uh, mayhem. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, yeah, I plan, I plan to take full advantage of it. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I know last year, we not last year, the World Cup, we got loads of tellies in my sister's garden. And so she'd have, because she, she's got a, a big old house. And so we'd have, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 people in, in the garden just watching various tellies. Um, and that was how we watched the England games, most of them. Uh, this time round, if, if, if it's an England game, I plan to be where there are a lot of people. I'm not talking about a box park type place because, you know, that, that gets a bit stupid. Um, where you know where they score and all everyone just instantly throws their beer in here. And now I've been playing. So literally, people are um, they're holding their beer, and it, as we get ready to score, they pick up their beer so they can throw it in the fuck. Drink your beer. No, I, 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 I agree. I can't understand, especially in a crowd like that. It's taken you. Maybe this is our age again. It's taken you forty minutes to get to the bloody beer thing. <laughs> or you yeah. trundle your way back through the crowd. Harry Kane sticks one in the top corner and you chuck your pint up in the air. Get, get a bottle, get, if you really want to throw something in the air, get a cup of water. Not everyone will like that. Everyone, it won't be sticky. No one gets annoyed and you've still got your beer. So, yeah, yeah, come on, people. There's lots of bits getting thrown in the air. Uh, <laughs> I think there is. Oh, probably, probably. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to make the, make the most of, of the, the summer when it arrives and see as much of the Euros as I can. Um, it's a bitch for work though. I've got to be honest. I don't get anything yeah. done. I can't really afford to not get anything done at the moment. I don't, I don't oh yeah, this is great. No, you, you can't see my setup, but I've got multiple monitors and so on. And so whenever there's a sporting event, I just have the sport going on one of those monitors. And so I can see it and tap away and, and watch it and have it going on in the background. It's actually quite nice. 
you can watch Norway versus Portugal. I do. I do. I'm one of those idiots who just watches every single match. Because like you say, it's, a lot of it is really good football. I, I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm the same. I, my dad's the same. I'm the same. What can we do? I don't know. We don't know what to do. Win the lottery, watch the football, buy a load of TVs and take them to your sister's house. Uh, and it's all going to be absolutely sweet. Absolutely. Yeah, it will be. I'm looking yep. forward to it. Oh, oh, and talking about looking forward to the Euros, I'm actually looking forward to tomorrow. As we record, uh, tomorrow sees Eurovision coming along. You know, the delayed one from last year. You're a Eurovision fan. Love it. Never used to be. Never used to be. But since I've become single, you know, it, it, it turned from this kind of quite ironic thing. And I've actually really enjoyed it. And yes, most of the songs are shit. And yes, most of like, the countries vote for whoever. But every year there's a couple of really good tracks. And the whole thing is pageantry and silliness. And as long as you've got a really good drinking game lined up, Bam! That's an evening of of unbridled joy and, and hedonistic entertainment. And are you on Twitter with your, you know, Twitter crew, kind of chit chatting as this is happening, doing a shot because so? Well, well, well hang, on, hang on, sorry. Just so people, the Eurovision it's a song contest. It's not something you. It's not a vision thing. It's a song yeah. contest. All the countries from Europe are in it if they want to be. And well, now that they have to do uh, qualifiers now, unless you're one of the, the yeah, I think there, I can't remember how many it is. There's a dozen or so big players who put in loads of the money. So the UK, France, Germany, stuff like that. They put in more money than everyone else. Cause like a quid, quid in the pot. Kind of. <laughs> uh, so they put it, but they put in more. And so they get guaranteed a place in the final. However, all the other countries and weirdly Australia as well. Um, like a, they don't like a, Special guests. Yeah, they, they they were there as a yeah they were there as um like a for one one year it was one of the the anniversary years they got invited just to do like a side performance and it did so well that next year they invited them to be part of the qualifiers and so this is the first year since they've joined that they haven't actually qualified otherwise it's it's so weird having Eurovision and Australia um but yeah so they've got all the qualifiers happening at the moment. Um, semi-finals one and two have been Thursday and Friday, but then the best ones plus the big players um, all go into the final tomorrow. And it's worth it's worth watching for no other reason than Graham Norton is one of the bitchiest, most brilliant commentators in any weird entertainment show out there. Oh, still not sold. But and a, but your drinking game. So every every time there's um a a moment where someone's singing with the wind flowing through their hair, you drink. Every time there's traditional costume, you drink. Every time one of the uh, the the presenters has a costume change, you drink. And before you, you it doesn't really matter what happens because you're just you getting for, wasted. To, is there a, is there a dating dad uh, drinking game checklist? For you? There is, yeah. And you don't have to drink. You can play bingo and cross it off and win chocolates or whatever. But yeah, there are, there's Eurovision drinking games um, and a whole list of things to look out for. And it's just, it's one of those amazing moments. And you end up having arguments of um, like fun arguments with people about, um, does that count as a bitchy comment? No, this would be a bitchy comment. And that's not. And oh yeah, it's, it's great. It really is. I've got to recommend it. And an excuse for loads of, food and drink so i've got my kids this year so i'm not going to get wasted um but we're going to go out and basically get 
different food and drink from around Europe. So we're going to get like German sausage uh, and uh, Swedish meatballs and some Greek feta cheese and uh, cheese from uh, Italy or from France and so on. So we're just going to have this massive spread and just graze all night. It's going to be lovely. And it is okay to get a bit drunk with your kids. Uh, uh, As I mentioned, we were at the caravan last weekend for my birthday and uh, I was with a mate of mine who's like one of my oldest friends. Do you remember I told you the story about when he fell down the stairs, broke the plates, pulled the lights out the wall and uh, ended up in hospital? I remember that one well, yeah, yeah. Yes, well, it was that friend. So <laughs> Matt and I were in a sun uh, weekend, you know, sun holiday, £9.50 uh, weekend holiday caravan in Selsey, which is like Bognor Regis, West Sussex, uh, South UK. And a caravan, nice caravans. I don't know. I don't suppose there are crap caravans anymore, but nice caravan. <laughs> uh, uh, the only weird thing is the beds are really thin. Like sleeping They're thin. In- You're talking about um, the mattresses being thin. In width. Ah, sort of a narrow sort of uh, yeah. belly wide, wider than your shoulders. I've never, I don't, uh, have I ever laid in a coffin? I don't think I have laid in a coffin. But I'm <laughs> exactly the night is yet young. <laughs> would imagine exactly what laying in a coffin is like but it, it was it, oh, apart from it was the weekend it was the uh, lockdown measures ended on the monday so the mm-hmm. fairground was shut ah that's annoying but not to mention it was flipping blowing a gale like it still is now raining and there was a little bit of sunshine but but matt matt's always been a good drinker you know when you know those mates who it's the end of the night You've drunk, you stopped drinking at least an hour before because you couldn't possibly imagine what it would feel like to be any more drunk. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's that mate who carried on. He probably did a bit of a naked dance at some point on the dance floor. <laughs> when you get in the taxi to go home, he pulls a can of lager out of his pocket and opens it. And you're like, A, <laughs> how could you possibly drink any more? And B, where on earth did you find a can of lager between pub and this taxi like i don't know no idea so so that's matt basically and uh and he he uh i paid for the caravan and sorted all that out he sorted out all the food and the beer and Ooh. there we were there we were drinking beer like good good old taste but i i had my kids with me he had his boy with him and uh and rosie had a mate so we're playing yahtzee well we played we played loads of different games right? we're playing yahtzee oh my gosh i was awful <laughs> how bad is awful it's a dice game i couldn't get my head round what i needed to do <laughs> well they've got rules i mean just read the rules I, I, they were like do you want to go again i'm like i don't know do i want to go again well, <laughs> you could pick up those three and roll them but if you don't want to do that you could pick up those two and roll them again. i was like but what? Okay, right. So uh, when I woke up in the morning, I did kind of have the have the hang of it because I mm-hmm. kind of played the scene through my mind. But but yeah, tr- tricky, tricky game. Yards. Yeah, especially when, when when you're out a few, it it gets really really rough. Although um yeah, when <laughs> my brother and I were it had an evening of watching the boxing, and uh, he decided he was staying over, and we were drinking, and it it got to about I don't know one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Um, and we were both rather pissed and decided to uh, watch Countdown, Cat Stars Countdown. Oh, yeah, and, I like that, yeah. And play along. 
and there would be forfeits. So basically every round, whether it was numbers or letters, um, the loser, I've got sets of weights. And so the loser would then have to do like 10, 20 reps on each arm and so on. Now my brother's a, like a bit of a year. So he, 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 his weights were, I don't know, let's say 30 kilograms. I was doing 20. Um, but, you more because it sends the blood rushing through your, almost certainly yeah because you you process our alcohol at the rate of one calorie per minute or whatever it is and and so it, the more calories you've got inside you the quicker the alcohol gets absorbed and so on um or rather the fewer calories means that the alcohol calories get absorbed but whatever it is um he was he, he was doing it quicker surely um or i know you get quick drunk quicker using diet drinks than you do full fats oh. um but so he he as we're doing it He's a dickhead as well, a, a proper show off. And he knows that physically he's got me beat. There's no way to, to is about it. And so he just kept strapping more and more weights on. Now th- my weights are, the bars are only so long and he just strapped so many on that as he's going like that, the end of it's twisted off. All the weights have fallen off <laughs> and broke his foot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he ended up having to, we, we, Got he, he woke barely slept went straight to the hospital in the morning and uh, got it sorted out but yeah we've been kind of banned from from proper drinking games like that where you're whether a, a potential injury led forfeits oh yeah drinking that whole like you gotta have a shot if you drink with your left hand or right hand those whole yeah, i quite like those though they are quite fun well no i'm rubbish at them you might <laughs> you might as well just hit me around the head with a flipping silly bat basically because i'm going to be blind drunk in half an hour if there's it if there's any drinking games going on that's it i'm doomed and it's a weird thing though because when you're going out drinking the point is to have some drinks and to get drunk um and, and so the, it's weird that the loser is the one who then drinks surely it should be you can only drink you can only have like drink and enjoy it if you win <laughs> i've never quite understood the drinking game yet. Yeah. well no it's just it's just the opportunity to laugh at someone else's misfortune, a.k.a. Johnny's misfortune, as he ends up ridiculously drunk within the space of 20 minutes, probably does something hilarious for the next hour, and then uh, goes home early. I shall absolutely be re- remember this every time we meet up over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, my good lady, she was on the train to London today. She, uh, she went and did her spin qualification, uh, final test. Well, as a spin instructor? Yes, spin instructor, yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's hard. I've done spin once and I thought I was going to die. Oh, I love it. It's brilliant. And now I've got a girlfriend who teaches it. So we could come up with all sorts of funky games. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Work me harder. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them are sadists. Absolute sadists. I love the sweat, like the sheer, just like the buckets of sweat coming up. Go, go, go. Yeah, not yeah, not 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 for me. It's ultra competitive. Well, I like it when they put the numbers on the they put the thing on the on the each bike is Bluetooth to the main desk, yeah. like and you can see up on the on the big screen. Sometimes they do uh, they do you know one side of the room versus the other side of the room, uh, men versus women, or it's not even verses. In my mind, it's verses. Like mm-hmm. I see, I'm on bike fourteen, I can see where bike ten is. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Whereas just... I'm, I'm on the equivalent of a penny farthing sitting at the back. <laughs> I want to meet the bloke who invented penny farthings. I want to meet that <laughs> absolute nut job flipping. And, and, and uh, like, first of all, he had the audacity to 
design it. Then he had the balls to make it. And then people believed that it was like the height of flipping what? What was the, the height of? The height of stupidity? The height of 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 wisdom? Like what, what social climbing did you have to reach to be able to sit on the largest penny farthing? I, it is, I don't know, but I know there's a massive surge in sales for them recently since the pandemic. There's been an absolute surge in, uh, yeah, penny farthing uh, sales. They're, they're not cheap. I'm just looking at one now. Uh, they range in sort of up to 56 inches in height. And it's £1,300 for one of these things. But, yeah, supply uh, demand has gone up by hundreds of percent. It's just weird. Goddamn okay. hipsters. Here we go. Here we go. The penny farthing was invented by the French but made popular by the Brits. Mm-hmm. That, do you know what? I totally buy into that. That is loads <laughs> of people going, that looks like a right laugh. Let's fucking get one. And then having a bunch of beers – and then laughing at their mates falling off of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're selling one a day at the moment. Um, and around 95% of people buying them are middle-aged men. It's just, you, you can see it, can't you? That's just brilliant. And the part of me wants to have a go on one. Have they, oh, I, they've jazzed, they've made them more comfortable. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, I've ridden a unicycle before and I, I, I've... I, ridden on those sort of what feels like quite a, a difficult thing to control. Um, but penny farthings, they just look mad. I just, besides the weird, everybody look at me, aren't I quirky sort of value. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you do it? There are much better bikes out there for a lot cheaper. I've got a picture here of a penny farthing race. There are eight people lined up in some kind mm-hmm. of 20s picture here about to start a race. That's just brilliant. That's what I just love about it. It's like a handlebar moustache as well, isn't it? Like, why? Just because I can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how the hell did we get onto that subject? Yeah, penny farthings. I'll tell you what I would like. I would like one of those um, hoverboards. Like, uh, no, they're not hoverboards. They're... they're um, a monowheel. Boards, long boards. So a long... Like the skateboard, it's a long board. You know, because yeah. they're more, more like snowboard, like cruising them. But when you push down at the back... It's motorized, so you zoom. Mm, yeah, I do like the sound of that. They're, they look, it's obviously you've got knobheads on them going quite fast. When you're holding your child's hand and they nearly kill your child, you want to punch them in the face. But apart from that, they do look pretty cool. Uh, have you bought any gadgets recently, Glenn? Uh, not loads. Um, so I, <laughs> I did tell you about my, um, my Amazon Echo studio things. Yes. You, on the, on the last wrap up, you told us how you'd gone, gone big on the Amazon Echo because. Yeah. And they, they are, they are brilliant, but I've, I've hit a tiny little of a, a snag and a road bump because weirdly and utterly coincidentally, I've been thinking about buying a few new things. So, uh, I want to buy myself a new shark, uh, vacuum cleaner uh, right. a little cordless one i want to buy myself a nice new set of knives um and maybe one of those dyson air fan things for hot and cold because this end of the room gets bad. so i'm now earning enough money to buy really like good good stuff like the things that i've wanted for a while and that will make my life just one percent better that's what i'm after um but my kids keep coming home and mentioning that oh yeah yeah uh, mum mum and her boyfriend have just bought and like a, a new version of this it's always a shitter version of the one I want to buy, which makes me worry that I'm just going to come across as someone who's being really petty. 
they they bought this, did they? Well, let me find a better version of that. And I'm not that person. It was total coincidence. We just happened to have bought the same sort of things. He got a mountain bike. I got a penny farthing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. All about the upgrades. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm stepping back for. I'm not buying anything for the moment. Keeping my powder dry, and uh, I'll, I'll get a load of stuff at some point. But um, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying not to spend too. Because I'm trying to save for a house. So um, I know that everything I buy will be good and used, and it'll be wonderful. But it's also a, another pound that's not going towards my mortgage. Yeah, true, true. The set of knives I've got, I've had them about fifteen years. So that's mm. just to show you don't need it. Oh yeah, but they're and nice. That- it's nice. Clearly, nice stuff is nice. Oh, and it's horrible because, of course, I'm a dickhead. And I've seen, I, I popped out on Twitter today, look, I'm thinking about buying some knives. Uh, what recommendations you got? And, of course, people have sent me tons of recommendations. They're really good and loads of them. But then you see one person says, oh, yeah, yeah, and these ones are quite good. And it's like 800 quid for three or four knives. And I'm sitting there thinking, no, I don't, that's, that's stupid money. But then you look at them and they're fucking gorgeous. They're really beautiful works of art. But I can't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't buy it. I can't justify it, I even know. though I like it and they'll last and all this good stuff. But I could probably spend half as much and get ones that are just as good. But they're not, they're it's not quite. A home show, And then there's some stand and the guy's like, you can you know, he gets an angle grinder out. You can cut the front off <laughs> with them. You can throw them at a wall and hang up a bear skin with this thing. You know, it's, it's so easy to cut. Why is it so easy? You know, like and- there's part of me though that wants to try them out and I, like go into a shop so you can hold them, feel them in your hand and so on. But I know I'm also not going to just do like the chopping motion. I'm probably just going to go in there and spend, just spend the whole time going just, yeah. kind of a, a stabbing motion and, and wolf and like that sort of thing yeah and yeah and, and just with a, a nice nice kind of middle class air about me but every knife i'm testing is going to be in a stab motion yeah. um, just to like see what dom, the sales rep does like dom jolly yeah yeah totally okay <laughs> <laughs> can i put this in my does it does it look good inside on the inside pocket of my of my suit does it can you see it yeah, the, do you do, uh, do, you do um, inside holsters <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go to the ideal home. Have you been to the ideal home show? Uh, no, I've no, no. Tell a lie, I have been once. Yeah, um, and it was so weird because at the time, you know, definitely middle class aspirations, but very, very much working class money when I went. So all these beautiful things, they were just t- just out of my league, just a different world I was living in. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't didn't really buy anything. And I feel like a, it'd be slightly different if I went there now. It'd be too dangerous. Yeah, true. I just bought random crap. It was like it was like it was like I was in the the end room at IKEA, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, you look like a fine young gentleman. Let me show you this. Oh yeah, what is that? Oh, I need one of those. You know, oh, I don't need one. <laughs> <laughs> I just struggle to say no. I, I I absolutely struggle to say no. I'm, I'm the I'm a, I'm a salesman's flipping wet dream. I am. <laughs> I'm a sucker sucker for it. Um, yes good weekend coming up for 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 sport this weekend glenn you got the monte carlo grand prix a top top event in the sporting calendar for our formula one fans it is one of the 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 triple crown you got that and you know you've got um indy 500 and um i think what's the other one in there uh the le mans uh 24 hour one they're the three that you want to win um 
But it's one of those weird things where I love, as, you, as we've spoken about before, love F1. And the spectacle of Monaco, Monaco is the most spectacular event of the year, also happens to be arguably the shittest race because it's the streets of Monte Carlo. They're so narrow. You just, there's hardly any overtaking. Yes, there's a ridiculous amounts of skill. And seeing some of the slow-mos today where these drivers are turning around corners, literally a centimetre from their tyre touching the barriers, lap after lap after lap after lap, hitting the, the, the apexes so, so perfectly, yet just narrowly missing the barriers. Um, so the skill is immense. But it's a race. God, it's dull as ditch water. Oh, okay. What about these city races where they want to do it in New York and they want to do it in Miami? Or any, they were talked about doing one in London, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And the trouble is, um, the new tracks that they build invariably are just a bit rubbish. The best tracks are Hockenheim and and Silverstone and and the older tracks, Spa and. Um, there's something I don't know how, but the old tracks were built not for modern cars, and so there's different layouts and different corners. It, these days, the new designers they can take the same corners in different combinations, and it just doesn't work as well. And I, I don't know why, because it should be better. Maybe partly because they build too much runoff areas, there's not enough jeopardy and, and that sort of stuff. So drivers are just, oh yeah, we'll just go round a barrier rather than going in. Um, but yeah, the new tracks very rarely stand up to it. Oh, good. Well, interesting insights there on our on our Monte Carlo. Apparently, <laughs> all, uh, Netflix. Did you see the Netflix thing about Formula One? Uh, Drive to Survive. If you even if you don't like Formula One, it is addictive. It is such a good show. I can't recommend it highly enough. That's what I heard. Someone said to me, "Never been interested in Formula One before. What's Drive to Survive? Now we can't get enough of it." Mm. Because it, it doesn't track, it doesn't care about the races. Yes, the results are in there, but it's all the stories of the drivers and the teams and the characters you wouldn't normally know. Everything around Formula One, and not just okay. Now, what was the story of the race? In fact, sometimes they barely even cover the race. Oh, in the episode, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Definitely worth a look. Oh. Is that Netflix or Amazon Prime? Netflix. That one's Netflix. Yeah, Drive yeah. to Survive. There's Amazon three series of it. Amazon are buying MGM. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Amazon are buying MGM. Yeah. Crazy. It's all just going to flip in. They'll, all, they'll just end up being three of them again, won't it? Amazon will well, buy it. Netflix will buy it. Or Disney will buy Netflix. This is one of those weird things where, you know, they, they started off with just one big provider and then they've kind of split out and had lots of these little streaming services. The, the big supplier hasn't got any cheaper, by the way. You just have to buy more things to get the same value you had before. And I'm sure at some point there'll be one provider who will just say, well, let's just package this up into one package for you now. So you go back to what it was at the bloody start of it. It just ended up costing you twice as much money. Yeah. Wankers. <laughs> wankers. Um, I don't know. Uh, my, oh, I'm not even going to go there. Such a boring subject, but yeah. And I'm one of those idiots who, who has them all. Um, and every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll find a series on one and for a little while, I feel like I'm getting value out of it. Uh, but then the rest of the time, when you forget about it, it's like, God, why am I spending money on that every month? I've still, uh, luckily I got it for free, but I've still, I've got, is it Apple TV? I've got a year's worth of Apple TV. Right. I've not, I've not looked at it once. There's too much, too many other things to watch. I just haven't got time for another entire channel to add to it all. No, I've got most of their decent series. Is I've got them on the dodgy, so it's fine. Mm. 
on the old fire stick, so it's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. And also Amazon, there's a weird thing. Uh, when I went on there, a friend of mine came around to watch a movie. And uh, as we, we've put it on, it's like, oh, yeah, this isn't part of Amazon. You have to subscribe to another sub-channel uh, within Amazon. Uh, I, I don't even know what the name of it was, but there was hardly anything of any good on there. But it was another £5 a month. You can get a free week of it so you can watch the movie you want to watch. But there's like six or seven different versions of this. So on top of your Amazon Prime, just to get things through Prime, you're then paying wax of more money. It's, it's, the, it's a beautiful con. I, I, I salute the person who came up with it. Yeah, I need to get you a fire stick. We'll juice up a fire stick for you. <laughs> and uh, so what does this weekend look like for you, Glenn? What's, what's, what uh, we talked about? I said, don't want to go over sport and stuff again, but have you got any fun lined up this weekend? Oh, yeah, I'm actually, as well as, uh, you know, Formula One and Eurovision and all that sort of stuff, um, I've booked uh, my local restaurant to take my kids to on Sunday, um, Sunday afternoon. It'll be the first time I've taken them out in like a year or so. And local restaurant, you you want to, now more than ever, they need people to be going and eating out. So, yeah, me and the kids, we're out. I'm going to get them properly dressed up as well, dressed up nice and as posh as I can. Uh, and go down to the local Turkish restaurant and uh, enjoy a sit-down meal with my children. Good. How about yourself? Uh, I um, haven't got the kids this weekend. I, I'm taking – Jago's playing football on Sunday, so I'm taking him to that. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID jab number two. Uh, this weekend? Tomorrow morning, yeah. Oh, blimey. Good luck with that. Yeah, I didn't get to do a workout today because I, was, I ended up working later than I wanted to. Um, so I'm going to go for a workout in the morning, then straight for the for the COVID jab number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good lady is coming over in the afternoon. She's going to a friend's 50th or a friend's sister's 50th mm-hmm. at three and they're going to be drinking. So I'm going to be picking her up about 10, 10.30 and she's going to be absolutely steaming. So yeah, uh, absolutely, that could be quite funny. Um, and Sunday, don't know. Work. I got to get. I got to keep keep pushing. Keep pushing, Team Superdad. Um, the Hero Academy uh, is the is the, the the paid group. The kind of the upper the upper sexy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing training uh, in in the, in the Team Superdad group on Tuesdays now. So every week, I'm having to get ready to plan and create content and sort out the person who's coming on to do the training and basically have that up on the Tuesday. Yeah. I've seen you doing some great stuff on finance. You did one this week on sex as well. The sex one was good. <laughs> John is a dude. John is part of team super dad. And I met him uh, on Twitter, actually. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he used to be a, one of the directors at Brighton FC back in the old days. Uh, he was the youngest ever merchant Navy ship captain like 60s or something and he said they were basically sailing the sailing the world's seas right but it was Mm. kind of before obviously they had radar and thing but it was before they were too bothered about you sticking to the exact route you were supposed to be on right okay he 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 said to me yes oh yeah it's brilliant we would we would like as we were passing some islands or whatever um we would drop anchor row ashore with booze cans of coke like things that <laughs> like western stuff that, that you know these countries would would want and he said that they would just land and party <laughs> nice be 
women and shagging and drinking and partying and he just said it was it was crazy and you get back in the boat row out to them <laughs> and off you go off you carry on for your next next leg of your of your sailing he said he said to me because he goes there's stories i could tell you um but now he's a he's a he, he met someone when he was 67 and uh fell in love she was all into this kind of sexual awakening stuff and so john happily talks about his sexual awakening at 67 and how the best sex of his life and now they coach people to transform their sex lives nice okay and it's it's guess what it's all about communication (laughs) yeah it does seem like one of those um when when you when they're talking it through i'm guessing it's it it feels so obvious at the time but you need constant reminding and you know, being being, we you can go to the uh, Team Superdad group. The training is still free at the moment. It's just sat there in the in the Team Superdad group, uh, and it will move to the to the Hero Academy training lounge. But uh, yeah, it's just cool. It's just like, and were there any tips on how to actually start a sex life? Because uh, <laughs> it's been it's been far too long. You know, I'm the wrong person to ask. I had a five and a half year uh, uh, walk across the desert, so. Um, um, I'm making up for it now. Though. <laughs> yeah, um, I've had five and a half months, and I'm uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm I'm ready to turn to the other side if it gets me some action. I believe that you're you know you're going to have your little you know if I'm if I'm coaching you, we're going to get your your super dad vision board up. We're going to create a <laughs> girlfriend, and if it's not girlfriend, we could have a separate bubble called. Uh, casual uh, casual if you want casual or you can go what girlfriend and then you're going to put around the outside exactly what you want her to be like um and uh, and then just have that be you know the the future you're living into and then she will turn up and will manifest her yeah so funny someone someone posted on 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 uh, on facebook this week oh two funny things on facebook so this first one was was not so funny it's just like kind of a bit deeper meaningful it said mm. Uh, it said, uh, what did it say? It said, basically said, um, somebody somewhere has, is, is manifesting you on their vision board. <laughs> You're not alone. Like just mm. like, just, Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, so I was like, I was like, Oh, I know, I know, I know a woman that happened to. <laughs> <laughs> and then a much less heartfelt, but funnier thing, I guess a little bit heartfelt. Some friends, uh, a guy I know, because uh, I, I, I've been I've been growing my Facebook network. I've connected to about three or four hundred people in the last few weeks, all around growing Team Superdad. And um, so this guy posted a picture of him inside of Weatherspoons. Not everyone has a good feeling about Weatherspoons, but that's a different subject. Uh, this old guy, he'd got fully dressed up because it's first time out. Yeah, first time out for in mm-hmm. months, maybe even longer. He'd got dressed up in an only fools and horses kind of. 80s-esque way you know blazer farrah he had his he had his watch on mm-hmm. and, and he's and he, it's, it's about like late 70s early 80s and uh the guy goes uh because you're not allowed to go up to the bar yeah so yeah, yeah 15 minutes didn't know didn't know about it couldn't get the app to work or anything they got chatting to him and uh went and ended up buying him a few pints and getting pissed with him basically and um they were just saying it was it was great First of all, it was shit to see him sat there and none of the staff actually helping him out. 
And and then it turned to them buying him drinks and them having a great afternoon sitting there chatting to this, this old guy uh, and, and getting, getting drunk, basically. Yeah, it was what was quite good is um, the whole text on that was uh, something like, seeing a little old man sitting alone in Weatherspoons, couldn't use the app and staff yeah. ignored him. Um, and so I've seen it on Twitter. But what someone did is they took that text um, and basically just used a picture of Wayne Lineker. And James Corden didn't realise this. So he's retweeted it as an, like a really heartfelt thing, not realise that people are just using this to take the piss out of how old Wayne Lineker looks. And who is Wayne Lineker? Gary Lineker's brother, the sort of man who's in his <laughs> 50s and 60s, um, but he who insists, he, he actually put on his uh, Tinder profile, because he's big into that, um, yeah, I won't date anyone older than uh, older than their 20s. Um, you've got to be willing to be treated like a queen. Um, and basically, it was just the most misogynistic, sexist, horrific sort of mentality uh, and this old man privilege type thing. And you just think that's normal. And women are lapping it up. There's loads of women that, that are just turning up looking all sexy in bikinis who seem to think because he's old and rich, yeah, they'll have a bit of that action. This is hilarious. He's like a hunky Gary Lineker. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can bring up Wayne Lineker's Tinder I'm looking stuff. at him. Oh, his advert. Yeah, sorry. This was an advert he ran. Um, oh, got to get a blocker, flipping thing. Um, but yeah, so he ran this advert basically just to say, um, this is what I'm looking for in a, in a woman. So, uh, you must like older men, but only him got to be a worldy. Um, uh, not, not my age is that would just look weird because someone his age that wouldn't look weird at all. Uh, be prepared to give up your career or job, um, or be able to work from a beach somewhere. Uh, da, 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 there's loads of no baggage as mine are all grown up. A dog is pre- is acceptable, but we need a passport. Um, you've got to love cooking, um, all this sort of stuff. It's just, uh, it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Oh, man. What a, uh, Gary Lineker's brother, Wayne, 58, films skin crawling video of him choosing young date. Mm-hmm. Look at this. That's hilarious. I wonder how, what's, where does he make his money? What does he get famous for? Being Wayne Lineker, being his, but Gary Lineker's brother. Uh, they've opened bars in Ibiza. And oh, that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. oh, of course. He looks like a, looks like a sort of uh, uh, Spanish bar dude, doesn't he? Um, Harry Kane's brother runs all his, um, all his, uh, he's like his manager. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. In that case, I'm going to be writing to, to Harry Kane's brother with uh, as many begging letters as I can possibly yeah. manage. Like, Just one more year, mate. One more year. Harry Kane's brother is his agent and management company. And they have one client, which is Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. So they, they manage it all and they keep it within the, within the family, basically. Yeah, I think that, I think that, could, that could work. I just need a talented brother now. Yes. Are you listening, boys? Are you listening? Both of you, step your game up. <laughs> okay, so, Glenn, uh, actions for us. Um, uh, Johnny, uh, uh, we get an avalanche of new uh, Hero Academy members into Team Superdad. Uh, we need to uh, carry on preparing for our obstacle course race on the 26th of june mm-hmm. yeah carry carry on preparing definitely definitely started preparing absolutely uh we need uh, to get uh 
some new TVs for the Euros uh, and we need to get you a date. Are we looking for a shag or some kind of relationship? Oh, no, ideally, uh, the love of my life is what I want. Okay. Um, if she's unavailable for whatever reason, then you know what? I, I, I enjoy the touch of a woman. Okay. So we have got some parameters. <laughs> <laughs> from one night from a, from a meaningful one night stand uh through to uh, something a bit more serious well listen we're we're going to do your little uh i'll share my uh, uh my vision board uh, mm-hmm. friend, which i got roasted for by a couple of people on on uh, on facebook when i shared it um but to those people because i now have that exact person in exactly my who got the last laugh uh and uh, and we'll do one for you, Glenn. I think it's going to go like wildfire. Must be into Eurovision. Must be a, 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 a drinker of spirits. Must be must love London because clearly we found out the other week that she didn't like London. So this is it's already coming together. This this this. Well, I've got I, I've got very I've got well, very few must haves and lots of it would be great if um, I'm be great ifs. Yeah, that's the thing. Besides, besides the kids thing, um, pretty much everything. Look, if if it turns up and she doesn't like football, it's not the end of the world. If she's not a big Formula One fan, if she um, doesn't want to, she doesn't like spicy food. It's not the end of the world. But let's be honest, the more of those boxes I can tick, the happier we're going to be. In our forties, Glenn, it's important that the boxes are ticked. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, uh, as 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 my dad, my dad's got lots of wisdom to share on this subject of being married four times and now being in his late seventies. Uh, he says, <laughs> speaking from someone who's clearly bonkers as hell and a bit of a flipping misogynist and a bit of an ass at well, sometimes they're all fucking mad. The only hope is you pick one who's less mad than the rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got such wonderful ways with words, parents. <laughs> Clearly, anyone could say that about him, right? So, yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> so, uh, see you back here next week. Looking forward to it already. Good stuff. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe, share, and uh, come on over to teamsuperdad.com forward slash group, and you can put yourself in the free community that we run with all the training and the good stuff that I've been talking about. And uh, I look forward to seeing all your lively comments, feedback and slurs against Glenn and I in the comments. I'll see you next time. Team Superdad out. This has been Team Superdad. Find us at teamsuperdad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Superdad. Dad.